All right, class, listen up. Listen up. Hey, Steven, you put that away. I told you not to bring that in class again. Anyway, got a student teacher. We got a substitute teacher, excuse me, coming in to teach class today. And he just wanted me to tell you that the following podcast contains spoilers for detachment. And you have been warned. Fucking Steven. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello, it's Mr. Miguel Magusto to you. It, it is. I, I, I forgot. Don't make me put Mr. you in detention. I uh, well, maybe I'd like it. Who knows? Oh, mm. Mm. bring mm-hmm. the ruler, champ. Oh. Maybe <laughs> only only need the six-inch one though, because uh, yeah. Do they make six-inch rulers? Probably. Anyway, go. <laughs> Glenn, how are you doing today? I am not bad. I am wearing a sweater right now, and since I turned that fan off, I'm kind of regretting the living shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I'm not too bad. Just yeah. a mild case of the sweat and the mild case of the living my goddamn life. Mike, how are God. you doing? I am also living my goddamn life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Preach. Preach. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, watching movies, eating food. Oh. You're okay. The dream. You're living the dream. Yeah. Wow. I guess. <laughs> but uh, yes. Uh, uh, speaking of movies, have you watched any this week? I know for a fact you've watched at least three. Yes. So I know. For me, a f- I know for a fact as that. well that I've watched three. Uh, I actually, though, I did watch four. Uh, so let me go ahead and what my tab's doing right now. Uh, so first off, we all we went on a little field trip to the KOP, uh, little Regal out there. Um, yes. And we saw, and I cannot lie to you, one of the greatest single experiments known to humankind uh, bestowed to the audience, uh, which was Bar- Barbenheimer. I yes. almost said Barnenheimer. And yes. I don't know what that movie was, but I, I'm curious now. Yeah. But Barbenheimer, we watched the little, the little duo festivities uh, of media, and, and we went and saw that. Uh, we, uh, we can't really tell you how it is. Uh, you'll just have to probably go on the YouTubes to see how they were from our reactions and just gentle reminders that we do do reviews. I don't know if you knew that, you know, listening to what we're doing right now. Uh, anyway, we watched Barbie first, and then we went on and watched Oppenheimer. But the way we did the reviews, we posted Oppenheimer for first, and then my lazy ass finally got around to doing Barbie. So we did those. I go up on the YouTube loobaloobaloos to check those out. And then I was like... Uh, just casually playing zombie games for most of the weekend. I'm like, man, I really want to kind of watch a zombie movie. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put on Dawn of the Dead, uh, mm. the 2004 Zack Snyder version, um, which uh, I, I originally I gave it a four. I think a lot of that was nostalgia. I watched the shit out of this back in like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking loved this movie because it was always on, a, I think, HBO or something. Yeah. Uh, just one of those, or stars, one of those services. It was always on. I always had it on. And I made, especially when I was playing the same game that I was playing this weekend back in those days. But um, I, th- I think it still I think it still holds up. I think his the style that that's made, though, is a little dated. And 
the just kind of the way it's made straight up is a little outdated. But I think it's a cool movie still, and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the nice little I, I gave it three and a half stars though this time, just yeah. because of my Asian wisdom. Uh, and the white hairs that are growing in places I can't see yet. I thought you said Asian wisdom for a second. I was like, you're not Asian. I don't think you're allowed to say that. Listen, man, it's 2023. I can broaden my horizons to anything nope. I want. Nope, but not going I down did that way. Say not going down age that way. and wisdom, which <laughs> is the that. safe route that I did say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I had watched that, um, and then I went to my grandparents yesterday. I got a little... Uh, Toasted on the skin, doing yard work. I'm a little little red from three and a half hours of just chopping down weeds and overgrown vines. So that was cool. Yeah. And then eventually I got around to our movie, which is Detachment. But Mike, I know, I know for a fact you saw a few things, maybe yeah. even more than a few. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I watched uh, two fews in a single, oh. uh, which is a total of seven. For those of you who know the definition of few, mm. which is three. I I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't listen to me. A couple uh, is two. A couple is two, a few is three. Uh, I think, I don't know, whatever. Mm. That's not funny, so we're going to stop. The first one, it was a rewatch for me called Once, uh, Irish musical, kind of a musical. It's it's a movie about a band, Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not like they just burst out into the song. It's like there's a reason for them bursting, for them singing and everything. Uh, 2007, one of my favorite musicals. Uh, The stage production is one of my favorite uh, uh stage productions of anything uh and i yeah i just really like it wanted to rewatch it because uh, i've been meaning to rewatch it for a while good uh then with my boy oh. i rewatched the incredibles because i was tired of his normal cycle of what movies he watches yep so i'm gonna throw something in there and he was uh fine watching it so That's there's good. that yeah it's the incredibles it's pixar it's, it is what it is it's it's amazing Yes, uh, then we did our Barbenheimer, of course, watched mm-hmm. Barbie first and Oppenheimer, but then released a review for Oppenheimer first and then for Barbie, just the way it is. Uh, so you're going to have to check out mm-hmm. those videos to see what we thought. Then uh, one thing I said in the Barbie review referred to the movie Godland, which I saw in the uh, <laughs> country that shall not be named. There you go. Uh, and I had to rewatch it to make sure that it was indeed still my favorite movie and it indeed still is my favorite movie of 2023 uh, i don't think that's changing much i'll be honest uh, yeah i was worried that i was just being stubborn when we did our review yeah uh but i was like i so i gotta rewatch it. i was like no this this is holds more my, true yes admittedly not as fun of a watch oh i bet but it's it's still a, like a better movie in my opinion <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's Godland. Uh, then I watched Detachment, rewatched Detachment. I've seen it before, which we're going to get into in just a minute. And then last night I watched an Italian film called The Great Beauty, uh, which is essentially about a rich man who turns 65 and starts getting depressed. Uh, oh man, I'm is, doing that now. Yeah, this is a well-revered film among film critics. Uh, I see why it is visually interesting and has good dialogue and everything mm-hmm. but i just cannot be bothered to care about sad rich people in 2023 yeah i just can't be bothered so the entire time i was just like shut up already uh, you bastard yeah um whoa is me so i admit it is a well-made film but mm-hmm. i couldn't give a shit about it i yeah. could not i did not 
And, just, and you would not. I would not. I definitely would not. Mm-hmm. So that's all I watched. Uh, so without any further ado, let's get into Detachment. I love teachers. I love what you do, what you stand for. You guys are the real heroes. I asked to meet with you because you come highly recommended as the best sub on the call sheet. That's a somewhat dubious endorsement. I'm Mr. Barth. Those of you who haven't heard, this is English 11A. I understand you're angry. I used to be very angry, too. So what's your story? My story? What happened to you? A substitute teacher who drifts from classroom to classroom finds a connection to the students and teachers during his latest assignment. Directed by Tony Kay, written by Carl Lund, starring Adrian Brody, Christina Hendricks, Marsha Gay Harden, Lucy Liu, James Kahn, Blythe Danner, Tim Blake Nelson, William Peterson, Brian Cranston, Sammy Gale, uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is in there, and that is all the big names. Louis Zorich might be big, I don't know, he... He plays Grandpa, mm-hmm. uh, so he I, I I don't recognize him from anything, but that doesn't mean he's not a big name. Uh, this, of course, is on my many my big list of many movies that Glenn picks a number, and then I figure out what we're gonna watch. He was in Fiddler on the Roof, you maniac! Oh my goodness, how could I miss Fiddler on, or the, on roof? the Roof? Sorry, <laughs> I, I just didn't click on his profile to see. Piece of um, shit. Yeah, but Past I tense. I had watched this. I want to say back in 2015 when I. Uh, we did the 365 movies mm-hmm. challenge, uh, and I really, really liked it back then. And so that I wanted to rewatch it. Haven't seen it since then, even though I own it on on DVD, uh, and just wanted to kind of see what I thought about it. Uh, almost ten years later, eight years later. Uh, so yeah, and Glenn, I know, I think I told you to watch this at some point, but I think last week you said you didn't watch the entire thing. Yes, I I wanted to say that I had watched it um, in school. Like, I, I, I feel like it, this was one of those movies where, like, a teacher puts on a movie about students and teachers. Mm, um, that's a weird movie to put on, especially parts yes, with, with uh, the, the child I, I, prostitute. After, you know, all of that, it, is, it is definitely not, because that's where I thought I had watched it. And especially reading uh, the, when this came out, I, de- I graduated the year it came out. So mm-hmm. I significantly doubt on both ends of that little spectrum there that I saw <laughs> saw yeah. this movie then. <laughs> I don't know when I saw this movie, but I had definitely seen parts, I, I, pretty much the whole first half, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for, I think just the last half, I either just drifted or something, something happened. But um, this movie is... Just significantly good at opening your eyes as far as not only to teachers and, you know, how they operate and how they uh, feel and, you know, what it's like just working at a school with a bunch of students or or teachers who just don't really give a shit. And it just it just shows how detached they are and just how, you know, just emotionally driven to like wanting to help these kids but once they're there they're like oh my fucking god yeah. what is life right now but it, it it just it just shows how hard these teachers care but how hard it is for them to care at the same time and it's just eye-opening it made me 
a lot of the, a lot of the time watching this made me look back and think like I, I was a shitty student like but I was never like shitty I don't think personally to the teachers or anything I just I just didn't care about learning yeah but I was I was like I, I excelled in like passing I'll say that but I never <laughs> I never I went I never went above and beyond and I, I think it looking back a lot, especially after watching this movie, how much that hurts teachers. Like especially watching this, they're like, "You've you've got, you've got to have this passion to move forward and do something with your life." I mean, otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, not that you wouldn't go anywhere, but you, if without those two things, God, you're probably gonna have a rough time. I mean, yeah. luckily, I've been again, I've been ex- excelling at passing, so that's that's nice yeah. to have. Uh, but it's it's just big eye opening on this movie uh mm-hmm. I, I i i genuinely like that part yes 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 i kind of uh, overhauled you but go ahead and no talk it's all bit. good uh, i i agree i mean it's obviously like um we both went to different high schools but pr- pretty close to each other mm-hmm. uh when i was in high school the high school i went to uh um was I believe in like the top fifty high schools, public high schools in the entire country. Yep. Um, so like my experience obviously was nowhere near as uh, I I don't know what word to use. It it, it wasn't as uh, uh, underfunded as this this school is this inner city school within yep. this film. And uh, while your school is more underfunded than my high school was. Uh, it is still a relatively nice school in a, a it's in Chester in, County in comparisons in yeah. comparison to other schools. Like, yes. Like, yes. Compared to my, my school, it is underfunded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even my school's underfunded for what it is. It's just, you know, it's the nature of public education, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we were, we were probably but, not the, obviously the worst of Chester County, but you know, we we had a reputation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's you, for sure. Yeah, the the reputation like this, this is uh, the this movie the school in this movie is the kind of school people who have never been in Coatesville that know of Coatesville think Coatesville is, mm-hmm. which is not the case at all. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's 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 a it's a big stretch, definitely. Yeah. Um, but there's reminders. Everybody has yeah, everybody yeah. has some of these students. Like, I mean, yeah, the, uh, even even my school has some of the students. It's like when you yeah. have a lot of uh, teenagers in one building being forced to do something that they don't want to do, you're going to have people that act out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. Um, and uh, the thing I really liked about this film is how it was kind of teetering. It obviously wasn't a documentary because it was uh, yeah. Adrian Brody, but it was with interview styles uh, or interview segments, it was like teetering on the documentary style. Uh, I believe the teacher, the the interviews they have in the beginning are actually beginning. Teachers. I think we're definitely teachers. Um, yeah, and then they they kind of blend in the actors within mm-hmm. those those teachers. Uh, Adrian Brody, most notably. Um, But the idea that there could be a substitute teacher uh, like Adrian Brody in a school like this Mm -hmm. just seems too good to be true. Uh, But it's like a great example of what it should be, where it's just like... Well, they they handled it well for his character, too. Yes. Because 
it, it showed that he, he was a, a caring teacher and he wanted his students to, you know, uh, thrive moving forward. But it showed that he is also not a perfect person or teacher mm-hmm. and that he's got way, he's got a lot of problems. Yeah. And he's just, keep saying the word, but he's detached. He's just yeah. socially detached from, you know, trying to stay on his own solid ground, yeah. I guess. Well, they, they show that he's really good at keeping his cool around the students. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you know, he kind of lets out all that pent up aggression that he kind of keeps down when the students are like verbally accosting him mm-hmm. uh, and takes it out on the nurse of the the the, the retirement, the assisted living his, yep. his grandfather lives in. Uh, while what he said to her about, you know, him, her not helping hit the, the grandfather at all is true. The yeah. way he went about it was obviously just pent up rage that he had to let out. Yep. Um, and I, you could tell when he was waiting for the elevator that he realized that. Uh, like he hit the button and the elevator, you know, was waiting for the elevator and just kind of standing awkwardly with her. And just the look on his face was just like, I should apologize, but I don't want her to think that everything I said wasn't true. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if you do that, if you say something true, but with aggression, and then apologize for it. People are going to take the what you said for the apology, not the the way you said it. They're also uh, going to say or think you're mad crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Little, exactly. Uh, bipolar, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just I really kind of just miss when indie films kind of look like this, where it doesn't look perfect. It's it's gritty. It, it is kind of yeah. for lack of a better word, cheap looking. In some scenes, uh, most notably like the the darker scenes uh, where they have obvious lights on them and mm-hmm. everything. And then uh, it's just uh, it, I feel like it was shot. Some sequences at least were shot on like DV tape or something. Yeah, um, pro- probably. Because it, it did kind of have that look to it. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find that. But I, I just miss when films that looked like this could go places because you don't really get that anymore. Because uh, mm-hmm. people expect everything to look like top notch, but it's just unfortunately not at, how it works sometimes. At first, it, it you you kind of get taken aback from it because you know none of the shots are like uh, filmed on a tripod; they're not stationary in any way. Yeah, uh, they kind of move like uh, randomly. Like uh, he's like there's a still shot, or not really a still shot, but like they're they're holding it on one subject, and then like that subject kind of goes out of frame so they like it it felt amateurish or uh like more like it felt like a (laughs) here's the best explanation that i've got for it when i was watching it it felt like a play that they were filming out in the real world gorilla style and they they just kind of they kind of just went with it um and a lot of it uh not saying they were bad takes but a lot of it felt like most of them were first takes, and then they yeah. kind of just stuck with it. Maybe they, maybe they were filming on tapes, and they didn't have the budget to keep getting more and more tapes or anything to yeah. to keep doing takes. But it felt like that in a good way, uh, mm-hmm. which which was it was really it was different. That's for sure. Because at, at first I thought we were just gonna sit down and watch another teacher movie. I already had watched the first half, but I thought we were gonna sit down and watch a teacher movie about this whole thing, and it's gonna be. You know, uh, nice cinematography of still shots and stationaries and all this, but it, a lot of it's like um, close-ups or medium shots of like most people's faces. It's really up close and personal, and then a, a nice gorilla style. You're walking around with people, and 
it's not perfect, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, according to the tech specs, it was shot on 35 millimeter. Uh, there was definitely 35 millimeter segments there, but I guarantee you that at least a few segments were uh, like digital DV tape. Yeah. Um, just, just I could just tell by the way it looked. Like there, even watching it, some things were obviously 35 millimeter. Um, mm-hmm. And but I can just see like, and, and I think it was done on purpose. It wasn't like a we ran out of money thing. It was like some of the more dreamy looking sequences uh where there was trying to make it look uh worse than the 35 millimeter is mm-hmm. is i i'm f- like i could be wrong but i'm fairly certain was on digital because it looks very digital to me uh not that there's anything wrong with that i'm just just an observation yeah. um and uh i i think that's that's you know pretty pretty unique because uh everyone makes fun of um uh, Tommy Wiseau for shooting digital in film for the yeah. for the room, but he didn't have a purpose to it. Where this feels like it had a purpose, yeah. Where where the real scenes were thirty five millimeter, and then some of the more montagey dream, uh, uh, you know, interior monologue scenes or whatever you want to call them were were what I'm guessing is is digital of of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the worst part of this movie for me and i i'm using the word worst very very loosely yeah. is the kids acting the teenagers acting was not the greatest mm-hmm. but it's elevated by the acting of all of the teachers yeah. uh, like the acting from adrian brody christina Hendricks, lucy Liu, marcia gay harden james khan all of the their acting is phenomenal Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's just whenever like a, a teenager is talking, it's just like, okay, they're, they're, they're new to acting, which is fine. Yeah. But it, it did kind of take me out of it at some point. Cause it's a very, it feels like a very real movie until they have like a teenager talk and you could just feel them reading the lines off the paper. I think it, I think it would have worked better if, now again, I I don't know if these were just it first takes or not, but if it felt like a lot of even with the the more higher paid actors are well well known, it felt like they just kind of did maybe like a take or two, and then they just picked one of the two and then just went with it. Like yeah. uh, Lucy Liu's uh, part where she does has a breakdown with one of her students or one of the students because she's a guidance guidance counselor, mm-hmm. and she just has a breakdown. Like there was parts in there where. Like, tones where it was like man this is fucking perfect and then it would kind of flip to where it wasn't so perfect not that it yeah not that it had to be perfect but it wasn't dialed in as yeah. as like it could have been like they might not have had the time it might not yeah. have had the budget to Again, do those that's, things and that's, that's the nature from the budget completely like, fine because <laughs> when you when you have a low budget the thing you got to do is is kill your darlings and that means not getting a perfect take yeah um because you you don't have enough time to stay there until you get the perfect take mm-hmm unfortunately speaking um but yeah i i i agree i think a lot of it suffers from the lack of takes uh also because there's so many characters and it's such a short film it does kind of jump from one place to another with little segue uh not not to knock it but it's just it's not as smooth as it could be maybe that's on purpose i know i know tony k uh from american history x even though he didn't have last edit Mm -hmm. uh, or last cut um really likes kind of rigid editing where it's just like this happens and this happens and this happens 
Uh, it's just, I think it's just his style, but it does kind of add to the, for lack of a better word, awkwardness of the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, the best thing I can, I can, uh, you know, compare it to is like if you go see a high school stage production, um, and, and you have someone waiting in the wings to come on and say a line. It just, it feels like they're just waiting to do that because they're they're high yeah. school students. They're not professional actors. It's just like, hello, Mister Miller. Blah 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 blah. And it's just oh. it, it's just like I'm coming in. This is what needs to happen in this scene. Yeah. Okay, I'm leaving. Especially um, the uh, especially the Lucy Lou part where she yeah. just had that crazy breakdown. She's like, "You're fucking crazy," and then walks off with a backpack or some shit. I. I don't remember what she did. Not, not to bash her, but it, it, it just Lucy the, Liu or the teenager in that scene. I can't remember. It's the teenager in that scene yeah. after Lucy yeah. Liu just had that breakdown. She just had this crazy, crazy whole scene, and then she's like, "Well, fuck you, then." Yeah, I honestly think that that would have been a perfect scene for like a softer moment with the teenagers, or even just like, like having a beat and then just doing an over shoulder, like just. Uh, behind the kid looking at Lucy Liu and just kid not knowing what to do because normally yeah. in any situation me personally I'd be like like just bug eyed like yeah well when when she's <laughs> listening when that teenager is listening to her break down the, the performance on her face is really good but like mm-hmm. then it, it becomes it feels more rigid like I said uh, when she gets up or, or like you said rather when she gets up and um walks out of the room but like while she's listening and witnessing this breakdown her reaction is very Mm -hmm. realistic which is why i kind of wish it ended with the the teenager just like sitting there in silence not knowing what to do yeah uh and then maybe getting up and quietly saying fuck you yeah uh because like you know what teenagers or just, or just being like you know what fuck you yeah or yeah just some shit like that teenagers uh granted i'm i haven't been a teenager for quite some time uh <laughs> and especially the age of these teenagers um and i i don't have a teenager within my household yet but like i feel like teenagers are only angry when you are calm and then when you kind of lose your shit, mm-hmm. they become quiet and then maybe blow up. But I feel like there's that quietness. Or or if you're just like if it's if it's out of character for you being angry, I remember like if someone was angry at me and like yelling at me and they usually didn't yell at me, I would be more like in shock. But you if it get, was someone who was just mad <laughs> Yeah, if it was someone who was mad all the time, that's yeah. when you would have the aggression reaction. Um, Grant, I, again, I could be speaking out of my ass here. I have no idea, but it, it didn't feel natural the way it happened. And I kind of wish it was a more quiet moment than like a, a blowout for, uh, on both ends. Um, you know? Yeah. Cause, cause, cause it feels like she, she hears some truth when she's listening to Lucy Lou. She hears some truth in what she's saying. Yeah. And kind of realizes it, uh, and so I feel like her reaction afterwards just ignored all of that, which is, you know, again, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, it's a podcast. I'm thinking if of things to say. It is a podcast. <laughs> I agree um, with what I'm saying, but I'm also, I also could be wrong. 
<laughs> uh, now I want to go on to I think the best part of the movie, and you know, besides you know, well, besides him having an existential crisis, yeah, just holding out on, loud, holding <laughs> on to the fence for dear just life, straight Terminator, tam- ter- Terminator. I'm a fucking turtle, <laughs> Terminator style before he blows up at the playground in Terminator Two. Uh, he's just um, holding on like there's like hurricane just, force wind. You see me? <laughs> um, now besides you know Adrian Brody being great and just over all this kind of crazy star studded cast mm-hmm. um by the way christina Hendricks is not in enough to this day and that makes me sad i agree um but i think the best thing about this movie that you know is is very well interpreted is how well they depicted you know how the kids reflect off of who they are raised by yeah and just these kids are pieces of shit. Because like, their parents are pieces not, of shit. <laughs> yeah, not just because they're asshole kids and they just, you know, don't want to be at school. It's who they're literally being raised by. And you mm-hmm. you see that in this movie between phone calls. There's a point where one of the moms just comes in, kicks down a door, and she's like, Did you did you fucking suspend my kid? And just went crazy. Uh I hope that's the accent. It was pretty. I hope it was pretty close. But um, she just comes in and just fucking starts going crazy and like yelling at Christina Hendricks's character, um, and just going off. And then obviously the kid is with the mom, watching all this go down. And if, if, if the mom thinks she's in the right and she's watching the mom, of course she's going to think this is right too. And this is just yeah. how she's going to treat people in the future. And it's just yeah. super fucked. And uh, you can see well, and, and, Yeah, they, they cut to her and why she got expelled. And she's acting the same way her mom is. Yep, the exact same way. Yeah. And I think, I think this movie kills it at mm-hmm. that. Like, it's, it's, we all know, you know, we're, we're all. Uh, raised differently, obviously, and that <laughs> believe it or not, you had good parents. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did have. I got very I, lucky. I had at least one, so yeah. that was nice. Well, Shout out to Lori. Yeah. Fuck yeah, woman. Let's go. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. Last week. Um, Just tell him what to do. But he cannot make decisions. Just tell him <laughs> what to do. <laughs> um, but I, I think this movie perfectly represents both how. Uh, kids are are raised and then treat people outside of that you know household and what they think is right because they're being raised on what the parents are just fucking doing like assholes yeah. but uh also just the teachers the, the just like how it feels to be a teacher like wanting to have these kids move forward in life and do good but are dredging it every day because they have to come to a school like this one um and you know, to a point, it's not that it's the fault or the fault of the kids, but it is at the same time because that's how the parents are raising them. Yeah. It just shows the students' lifestyles. It just shows the teachers' lifestyles, and this is probably one of the most perfect teacher films that mm-hmm. doesn't feel like any other copy and paste one uh, ever made. Um, no shots at any of those either, because. <laughs> yeah. Because my teachers would always like play Freedom Writers or, or some type of movie like that, which are also is a good movie. Yeah. But but it just, that one just felt like you know Hollywood 
written. Yeah, I mean, it's it's different when, uh, like, I feel like this is the one, except for maybe um, we Stand and Deliver, that one yeah. uh, movie we watched for on the podcast of, uh, like a year or two ago mm-hmm. uh, about calculus. Um, most movies about teachers have too- students that actively are trying to learn. Yeah. And they're uh, too shiny. They're too shiny, and everybody's they are too, too shiny. beautiful. Like even everything. stand and deliver, he doesn't have too much of a uh, a problem getting reaching those keys. How do I reach Santa these keys? For South Park, um, but uh, yeah, they they are a little too shiny. Whereas this is just like this is gritty. You know, this is real. Like it's in its gorilla possibly style to a fault because it like it's it's obviously heightened reality uh, yeah. where like everything bad is happening to these teachers while it's probably spread out over months and they just mm-hmm. take like the 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 moments that are bad because uh, you know to, to to think that every single day in an inner city school is like warfare like this is depicting <laughs> uh well, no I think, one would want to be a teacher in inner city schools i think this um, movie was only like a month or two long because they yeah, he's, he's a uh, he's a long-term sub yeah uh uh, which I had, I had uh, two long, uh, long-term subs in the, mm-hmm. in my high school years, and they were I'm, some of my favorite teachers. The long-term subs. I'm sure I've had them too. I just can't um, remember them to be honest. Yeah, uh, but yes, I think it, it couldn't be more than two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to show, like at the end when he's saying uh, that he's got to leave to see how they're reacting really shows how he got to them like at yeah. first they're like they, they in, don't care in about just English that short at all. time too yeah yeah um and uh the thing that i think it's possibly the most uncomfortable part of this movie mm-hmm. uh is the the well, there's two there's the the one I, student i know exactly uh, which who has one a crush on him in high school and then also the the student that he kind of, or the the young girl she's not a student yeah uh who he kind of like takes in who she's a sex worker yeah the first uh, night an underage he takes sex her in. worker yeah um and, and it just kind of i don't know it, it's it's weird it's but I, way, I see what they were doing yeah it's the way he just jumped into it and the yeah. way he just was putting his hands in places and just kind of intruding instead of being like hey I, Instead of using his words, being like, "Hey, I'm, I want to make sure you're okay. Can I? Do I have permission to look at this?" Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was pretty weird on that part. Yeah, um, I and, I do see what they were doing. I just think yeah, especially in a post uh, Me Too world, it just kind of yeah. feels creepy. Uh, obviously, it's not supposed to be creepy because his character is for lack of a better word, a saint. He's not really a saint, but I can't not really... Not a saint, but he just yeah. wants to do um, good. He wants but. to do good, but but like with that specifically, it, it's honestly made worse by the fact that the actress is only like 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. If the, they had if they had like a 20-year-old actress playing a teenager, uh, which I know people hate for some reason, Yeah. but it, it gives you the chance to tell more adult stories without putting a teenager in situations like that. Yeah. Uh, I, it would have been less awkward, but because she was like 15 or 16 when this was made and, uh, yeah, that, that happens. It's just kind of like, 
it, it puts you, it, it makes you uneasy, which maybe that was the goal was to make people feel uneasy. Yeah. Because uh, it does get better at the end when, you know, it becomes more of like an uncle niece relationship uh, than it, it does like a, you know, is he going to fall in love with her gross situation or vice yeah, versa? Is she going to fall in love with him? Chick who played Eric is only three years younger than me. Yes, and that means she's seven means years younger than me. In this movie, she was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, um, but you know that that's just like a small nitpick. It's really only probably a total of ten minutes of that that is uncomfortable. Yeah, and then it, it becomes easier. Uh, well, and going then, back to the to the other scene where um, uh, Meredith is kind of trying to con- she's confiding into adrian brody and then she's mm-hmm. trying to you know lead into oh you like me please yeah, coddle and me i guess it's, it's just it like be they show her home life obviously and, and yeah. she's not getting any love or attention at guys, home she's she's got daddy issues well it's, yeah but like that's what she's got her, her daddy is a piece of shit like like coming in and seeing her art and just like why are you yeah. always making sad shit why can't i can't deal hey, with your angst make something with colors also lose weight what the yeah. fuck <laughs> yeah uh, and that's where the height in reality comes in we're like a dad i would hope so would not be all trauma dumping all of well, that stuff onto them at one time at one time spread over there. time i think <laughs> but at one time like there, there was no rhyme or reason to anything he said is what i'm getting at is like the only thing specifically I didn't like about that Meredith and Adrian Brody scene was, oh shit, I almost dropped my tea all over my fucking body, um, was the kind of afterwards when Christina Hendricks uh, kind of catches him, for lack of a better word, kind of just mm-hmm. uh, sees what's going on and then she storms out thinking that Christ- you know, Christina just thought that Adrian was just did something to her. I mean, good teacher for thinking that. Um because the, especially the way it went down, I I think his reaction after that was so over the top and made ridiculous. Him look guilty. It made it a it made him look guilty, and also I'm like, what the fuck is he doing right now? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I personally didn't think he. Sure, he just had a lot of shit going on. His 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 grandpa just died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, uh, his grandpa just died. This this kid is you know confiding into him trying to. You know, trying to see if he's got the same feelings. Obviously, he's a teacher, and he doesn't. Um, and then that other teacher just saw that shit go down, and yeah. obvi- he obviously he's got a lot of emotions in that very moment. But I mm-hmm. don't think the way that was portrayed in that moment, I think, was so over the top. Yeah, and a little out of character. I think I would agree because all he has to do is be like, "She was hugging me, and I was trying to get her off of me." I think that's maybe, all he has to say. I think maybe like, kind of, you know, move, you moving his hands a lot. What the fuck are you thinking? Just like physically with his arms and shit, not like throwing things like crazy. It would be one thing if Christina just kept pestering, kept nailing, and then then yeah. like, like I'm gonna go tell, I'm gonna go tell the principal, or I'm gonna go tell people, I'm gonna go tell her parents. I think at that point that's when he just starts throwing shit and be like, yes. what the, you think I'm just some old pervert, yada, yada. But I think without her doing that, without the, the poking, I think him just kind of moving his hands, what the fuck do you, th-? I think that would have worked better. Yeah, uh, Because I, agree. I, I think it, otherwise it was just a lot over yeah. the top. And I was like, and, and that's where the heightened reality comes in. I feel like Tony K really likes heightened reality. 
Yeah. Um, where it's just like they are glimpses of feelings that people have, but then like portrayed without any restraint at all. Yeah. Um, where like he was obviously panicking, and then the panicking was elevated to a tantrum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I it did kind of make it kind of weird tonally. Uh, you know, the, all the faults I have with this movie are very small. I th- I still think it's a fantastic film with, mm-hmm. with uh, it's a great depiction of the absolute fuck shittery that is a public school in the United States, um, and the pu- the public education system in general. Yep. Uh, th- that is vastly underfunded because of the No Child Left Behind, which is ironic, uh, name that it just underfunds schools that need funding and then schools that don't need funding, it gives them money. It's all backwards. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I think it's still a great film. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not as in love with it as I was when I first watched it. Um, possibly because I knew what to expect, but I, I still think it's a very well-made, beautiful film about what it is to be a teacher uh, mm-hmm. and, and how, Teachers have to deal with the bullshit the parents put on the the kids, uh, like you said, where they're reacting the same way that their parents would react and all that. Um, so yeah, it's just very interesting. It's a very interesting movie, and I, I highly suggest people check it out. Absolutely, um, I'm trying to find the name of the the person who deserves an absolute Oscar in this movie, um, and he wasn't even physically in the movie; he was just vocally in it. Um, oh, the, 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 the teacher the, that he the replaced? Teacher, the teacher who was calling out uh, and, and, yeah, got replaced by Adrian Brody. That dude's vocal work on that phone deserved an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, guy actually, was fucking crazy. Crazily enough, the, the actress who played Meredith is Betty Kay, uh, daughter of Tony Kay, Ooh. the director. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. know that until I just opened this. Because yeah, I'm yeah. also I'm looking for. Uh, I wonder if he played her dad. Like a, it, he probably didn't credit himself if he did. He's yeah. British though. Well, granted, that doesn't mean he can't do an American accent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I don't really have too much else to say. It's definitely an experimental film, which I yep. appreciate. Uh, I don't think everyone's gonna like like it as much as I do because mm-hmm. it is it is just weird tonally at some points. Uh, and it is also uh, visu- visually a cheap film, um, but it's got great acting from the the teachers. Uh, it's got Tim Tim Blake Nelson holding on for dear life. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when did uh, <laughs> dude that scene? I wanted I wanted to edit so bad the him holding the wire and then just the explosion, the nuclear warhead <laughs> right from Terminator Two. I want to edit yeah. that so bad, uh-huh. and of course the late. James Conn is in there too. Yes, which he's good in there. Yeah. A little freaky as a teacher, but he's he kind of funny in, though. He had good intentions, that's for sure. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, the, he definitely did things that he'd get fired for, but yeah, yeah. Where the fuck was William Peterson in this? He was the 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 one teacher. He doesn't have a beard in it. Oh, that's um, I know exactly who you're talking. He showed yeah. uh, the World War II stuff. Yes, I, I believe I believe so. That did not um, look like William Peterson at all. No, no, beards do a lot, man. I don't look like yeah. myself without a beard. So I look fucking like a like a goddamn child. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got a, I got a tiny hint of a butt chin. I feel like I look like 
too much like my mom without a beard. Which I don't think is, I've ever seen you without the beard. Uh, you, you don't want to. I, I to, don't. To put it into perspective, you know how a lot of uh, women will be like, uh, I don't like beards, they're scratchy and all that? Yeah. When Caitlin and I first started dating, she was like, I want you to, sh- <laughs> could you shave your beard just so I could see what you look like? I think you look good without a beard. Mm. I was like, I'm telling you, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I should not shave my beard, but I'll I'll do it. Please yeah. don't make me do it. And she's like, you don't have to, but I, I'm just curious. I was like, it's not good, but I did it anyway. And then she was like, yeah, you should never shave your yeah, beard. Never, like, That's what t- I never told do you. that again. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I look too bad, but yeah, like, I also look like I I. I'm not that type of guy, but I think I'm yeah. a, a ten out of ten with a beard. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm damn. I'm sexy definitely with maybe a, beard, a seven or an eight at most. It's just there's, there's no. It's it's all chin, it's all double chin. Yes. No, it's not that bad. It's just uh, I don't have as defined jaw as I probably should mm. with no beard. Um, but yeah, any any time that guys are just like oh women wear too much makeup I'm like yo my beard is my makeup <laughs> just imagine you pointing a finger right in their face yo yo <laughs> my beard is my makeup and i will never yeah on purpose uh shave it off yeah so that does now, it for the that review we had that tangent. yes <laughs> that does it to the, for our review for detachment that brings us to the judgment as always it needs to be unanimous this is where the not goes on the camp our shelf with the likes of apostle and the handmaiden i just slurred that like i've been drinking all night they know what uh, we mean at this point yes this was my turn to pick uh so this, i go first uh if, if you asked me when i first watched it it would be an absolute yes um mm-hmm. eight years um separated I see more flaws in it than I did back then. Uh, or maybe I did see the flaws back then and I just forgot them because it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I still think it's a great movie. And, uh, you know, I think it's still strong enough to go on the shelf, personally speaking. Interesting. Interesting take. I think this movie, uh, obviously I wouldn't show this to, to children in, in school, but I think that every student maybe after graduate, like almost right after graduation or when they turn 18 or whatever. It's not rated. I'm assuming it's R because there's a lot of nudity. It, it would be R if not uh, X or NC-17. X yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Um, but I, I feel like right after, right after high school, I think everybody needs to watch this and then go to their teachers. And if you were a piece of shit to your like, teacher, unless they were also a piece of shit, yeah. Go and be like, hey, I want to thank you for getting me. I, I'm pretty sure I hung out with a lot of my teachers after school. Not like not like that, but mm-hmm. uh, I went. I I talked with them all like two or three times after. I think I think this is a movie that's a must watch for everybody. It definitely goes on the shelf. Go go hug your teachers. They deserve it. <laughs> but only also, if they're okay only with if it. they're consenting to it. Yes. Yeah. Just verbally hug them. Like yes. Hug. Hug. So, Detachment makes it on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our assignment for next week. Glenn. Hmm. Yeah. It's your pick. It is indeed. I'm going to kind what of... What are we watching? I'm going to kind you of cheat You didn't let me here. say what we watching. Come on. Uh, come on, man. I'm just so <laughs> antsy. Uh, I'm going to kind of cheat here. Um, this movie is only on one streaming service <gasps> um, that neither of us have. <gasps> and that really... You know, probably won't get either. But it is somewhere else that I'm going to 
tell Mike about after the movie <laughs> or after the podcast. But hey, for all those people out there, this movie is out on Filmbox Plus, which is a, a service I've never heard of before in my life. That sounds like a scam. It does, and that's why I'm that's why I'm cheating here. <laughs> <laughs> but our movie is going to be because I saw this on your watch list on Letterbox, and I figured, God damn, this is perfect my timing. Excuse me. Excuse me. It is going to be Dawn of the Dead, 1978. In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. Not that room! Not that room! Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Dawn of the Dead. Meet me on the roof at 9 o'clock. Get out. I don't believe it. We're going to get out in the chopper. We've got to survive. Somebody's got to survive. They kill for one reason. They kill for food. They eat their victims. Imagine, if you will, that something has gone terribly wrong. Shoot it, man. Now, accept the fact that there's no escaping the horrible consequences. George Romero brings back the dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. Oh, yeah. I had never seen this movie. Uh, obviously, either. this weekend I had just saw the uh, the Zack Snyder version. Uh, so, I, I mean, I hear good things about this movie, and I, I want to take a little dip into the pool that is infested with uh, zombie zombies and, you know, murky waters and just disgusting blood. Uh, during an escalating zombie epidemic, two Philadelphia SWAT team members, yeah! a traffic reporter, and his TV executive girlfriend seek refuge in a secluded shopping mall. Yes. Uh, directed and written... By legendary George A. Romero, it stars David M. That's, Ooh, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting MG MG OMG. Uh, hopefully, I got Stop. it right. Ken for or Ken Forey, Scott H. I I cannot do fucking English names. I can't do foreign names. I can't do Ryan anything. Uh, yes. Uh, we're going to say Reininger because it Galen could be something Ross, else, but we're David not going to risk it. Crawford, that. David, Early, Richard, France, Howard, Smith, bunches of peoples, uh, maybe even a, a couple fews. little callback to the earlier intro. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I'll tell Mike where that is. But for anybody else, that is going to be on Film Box Plus. Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Film Box Plus. I'm also curious where uh, it's going to be for us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm assuming you could also rent it, too. I mean, most likely, yeah. Yeah, probably. But um, I didn't see I didn't see anything on the Google as far as yeah. that. They'll find it. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Dawn of the Dead, Whoa. 1978, is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore view. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when Philadelphia SWAT! Yeah! yeah. Although, you know, uh, any police department militarized is not a good thing, technically. Yeah. 
but we're not going to get into that. We're just going <laughs> to talk about zombies. Yes, sir. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.